0: In this episode of the Encourage Inspire Podcast, I'm joined by my guy, Veteran Eye, the Chief DIY. You know, in this episode, um, we talk about the fact that he's a hip-hop creative and entrepreneur, uh, how he got his early introduction to music and being heavily influenced by New York hip-hop culture, even though his origin is from the South in Greensboro, North Carolina. You know, uh, Vet talks about being uh, stage being and staying true to the culture. You know, it's still in the early days. It was still hard. You know, to to not get caught up in the trap of trying to keep up with the mainstream to achieve success. You know, uh, he also talks about the journey and the grind in the early days of paying the dues along the way. You know, but he also says the journey is where you know the real success lies. He talks about the early days of his journey, ch- trying to chase a record deal in the early 2000s, because at, back th- at that time, you know, you needed, uh, uh, people thought in that time that you needed a major record deal to achieve success, you know. But he's always conscious, you know, about how to stay true to self-expression while still having a career that's viable, that can bring in income and develop a solid brand as an indie creative, you know. Uh, we also talk about how he found out about the Midem Conference in Con, France. How that played a major role in him being able to stay independent by being able to do business deals on the international level without the need of a major record label. Talk about the ability to wear multiple hats between being the creative and the executive and being able to provide opportunities to other creatives and music business entrepreneurs. Uh, we end the episode by talking about the importance for any creatives to have an understanding of how copyrights work the ability to, to use merch and VIP experience to generate income that allow creators to have a career doing things their way without having to sacrifice personal and professional integrity. So guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode uh, of the Incursion Spot Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 11 of the Encouraged Fire podcast. And we got my brother from another mother, my international guy, veteran I, in the building with me today. This is going to be a treat, man, because this dude is really kind of very, very instrumental in my, in my global uh, travels <laughs> over the last couple of years. So it was only right that I, I get him on the podcast, man. Vet, what's good, bro?
1: Everything is good, bro. The world is opening back up, you know what I'm saying? And um I think everybody has some time to reflect the days like that. It's spring, everything is like it's great, bro. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, that's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear that, man. Before we get
0: started, man, I just want to say time of this recording. Uh the legendary Dark Man X DMX has recently just passed. So I wanna, you know, because this is a hip hop episode about hip hop. And we're yeah, gonna man. touch that man. So I just want to say rest in peace to the Duck Man, X DMX man. You've impacted so many lives, and man, you're at peace now. We can you can you can rest well, knowing that you you've done well, man. So my condolences to his family and and I mean, and uh, you know we're gonna keep it moving. This is now this is dedicated to you, uh, DMX. This episode of the Encourage and Inspire Podcast. All right, so now that we got that out the way, man, my man Vett is in the building, man. So. You gotta definitely chop it up, man. So first thing I wanna say, man, like, tell me about like, like where you're from and, and how you got introduced to, to music first and foremost, man. Uh, yeah, talk to me about that, some of the, your, your early childhood, man.
1: Yeah, so uh, my early childhood started between uh, Philadelphia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Atlanta. My father was in theater. Um, and so he was mm-hmm. back and forth acting and things like that. And then I eventually landed back in my mother's hometown, which is Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, that's why I started my schooling and everything like that. So that was all, you know, mid and early eighties. Um, and with that being said, I was born in, I'm an eighties baby. I was born into the eighties. So like I was born right into the fabric of hip hop as it was uh, blossoming, you know, um, the culture of it, you know, the, the, we started break dancing. Right. Um, I was probably four or five. And so we would, we were the shorties. like they would make us go get cardboard. If we want to okay. hey, bring it to the concrete square and they had a boom boxes and we would break dance. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then get a whooping for having a tearing our mom's stone boards and stuff like that, um, <laughs> Okay. you know, and then moving forward, the rap started to push towards the top of the culture. So like, I remember I think I got like straight A's on an early report card. I got like run DMC album. I think my brother got the LL Cool J bigger and badder album. And my, my sister got the uh, Shilly E album on vinyls. you know. Oh, nice. Um, so that was like, like I said, from, from early childhood, it was like I was born right into the hip hop culture. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't have to. We just took it on. I did the, 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 the dress. The uh, slang, sitting in class, doing all the artwork, which turned into going out trying to tag something, you know, (laughs) tagging buses and everything like that. So, yeah. So my my first hip-hop experience was, like I said, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, And at that point in time, you know, it was pretty much the expression of New York City that we was getting.
0: I about to say that because even though you from, even though like you really like you you really kind of like a, a a east coast mc to me
1: yeah you know yeah. what
0: i mean like yeah. that's that's the influence of your uh your sound and i yeah. mean you know and like you say because i guess back then the south wasn't really what it is today you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't as if, i mean you had early days you had you had outcasts and you know things like that in the early 90s you know but i think a lot of people they was influenced by new york though they, that's really all you had back that's then, all you
1: right? that's all you had that's where it started you know yeah. uh, and so you know like um like i said we started really with the with the b-boying and all right. the street culture
0: yeah
1: yeah um and then you know we had you had, you had some dope mc's and stuff like that coming out it wasn't really until like the early 90s where uh, the lyricism had pushed for, you 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 know, you were coming like past the Kane and Rakim era and then you started getting your Nas's and all of these like really ill street poets. Yeah. And um, that's when I really fell in love with like the rhyming aspect. I mean, I love the rap music, but, you right. know, we didn't play a house party and it was still dancing, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Like once I got into the poetry, you know, and I was the eight. By then I was like in school doing like creative writing classes and stuff like that. And I was like, I can write, you know, I got an imagination too and stuff like right. that. So I started appreciating the uh, rhyming and the lyricism of, of it. Uh, but beyond hip hop, I was actually playing in the orchestra.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. That's dope. I didn't know that. Okay. I
1: played, I played the viol- viola, the cello, the bass, you know, in my... um middle and junior school year, so I was doing that. I was singing in a boys' choir, but my voice was changing, you know what I'm saying? Got so, you, got you. You'd be live in a concert and, <laughs> and, and you know. Right. Drop, you figure, stuff. yeah, that
0: was puberty. You probably know what, 12, 13, 14, 15 yeah. during that time? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, nah, man. That's dope, because I would never have known that. You know, I would never have known yeah, that you, sure. that you that you got, but I mean, you're very musical too, man. And, and, and the stuff that I heard here, you do, I, I love about. I mean, I was introduced to you obviously overseas, you know, I'm traveling there through a conference. Call me them, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But you know, the stuff you was, like, you really, like I said, you really got bars. I always think about the essence of what hip hop is about, and and that you remind me of that. You know, you remind me of what not so much what's mass marketed today, because I, I've always said, like, you are what I call part of hip hop culture.
1: Yeah, it's always about pushing the culture. And I can't say that in the midst of trying to, you know, wanting to make a career out of it. You don't kind of get caught up in like, I need to do it like this now. This is what they doing. Or, you know, we got to get on the radio or like you start measuring all these um, uh, um narrow-minded views of uh, what success can be in 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 hip-hop culture. You just want to be the big rap star. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, then you say, well, to be on the radio and be the big rap star, I have to make this frequency of music. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. That's where the culture... And the rap industry start to do that right there, you know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's key because I think there's so many, there's so many people that want fame or like, you know, these days the barriers to entry to get into music is just really simply really low. There is, there is none. I mean, if you, if you, if you understand how to use the internet, you understand how to make a recording a basic, very basic recording, you can touch the people. Right. So there's there's good and there's bad with that. There's good with that because you have easy access. The bad part about that is people don't hone their craft anymore. Like there's not a craft that people hone because it's just so easy now. It's easy, and, and I've always said this. And I've been saying this for a while. And, and and you know me, you know what my message is. But rap has become a you know this has become a a hustle for a lot of people. Man, they don't love the grind of this. You know, I know I know for a fact that
1: you've grinded this thing out, you know? Grinded it and and was was happy for the ability to be able to grind, like we used to to say pay dues, you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. The things I've learned, the people I met on that path, you know, in in hindsight, you end up realizing that the path, the journey itself is the art piece. It's the, that's the, the, the wealth that you gain out of that you know what i'm saying if i would have signed the deal when i was 18 i would have probably never met you
0: exactly yeah so yeah so talk to me about that like did you ever have opportunities to sign a major sign a label deal like you know that part I i don't know that part about your story
1: but yeah like i said uh early early on we were chasing deals like i remember going to new york walking to all the the major offices and trying for you you know you had to have a recommend uh uh, a recommendation to even get into the office okay you know uh, a lot of times you had to have somebody co-sign a meeting for you got you okay you know because it's new york bro you you got rappers walking up to them buildings all day every Every, day
0: right exactly
1: You know, so doing that, getting it in, sitting it on, throwing it on the secretary's desk and walking out or whatever. So we were chasing deals, but again, we didn't know anything else than getting a record deal. Right,
0: and what that entailed. And the social side of it, right.
1: The internet and social media world wasn't there yet. This is probably right before MySpace or right at, you know.
0: Early 2000s now, you know
1: what I mean? Early 2000s, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, we we were already doing the street, you know, selling CDs and T-shirts and stuff right. like out the trunk in your in your in your local area and stuff like that. But, you know, beyond that, we thought we just had to have a deal. And then, you know, MySpace opened some. That was the first time I was like um meeting producers globally. Gotcha. Okay. And so, like you said, we met globally. I had always had a big intent to do hip hop music around the world. That was a goal of mine. Okay. You know? I wanted to travel the world and um i'm an earth and people person you know what i'm saying yes
0: yeah yeah, Um,
1: yeah. i was always a passion so i just needed to know how to start connecting them dots so i started working with producers through my space and meeting people so now i know people in different parts of the world you know okay um and then I, i moved to um well let me go let me backtrack going back to the conversation we was having So what what happens with the music when we only see I have to get a deal to be the next Jay-Z or Lil Wayne or whatever the case may be. Right. And you start working on making commercial music. And the reason it's called that is because it's really selling commercials, the radio and TV's job is to sell ad ad
0: Exactly. Space. A, lot of people don't, a lot of people don't know that. You right. know, they don't know that's what their job is. <laughs>
1: right. so then once yeah. they decide what frequency is selling the most ad space and things like that, or not just selling ad space, they're selling Gucci and they're selling gold and they're selling Moet and Crystal and yeah. Mercedes and whatever the case may be. You're 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 making or like there was the polo age where we made Ralph Lauren rich.
0: Mm-hmm. And Johnny Ilfair, You
1: know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah,
1: so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're selling products and we weren't getting a piece of it. Right. We weren't doing that part of the business. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, let me let me get in on that deal. And you, you know, so like your master P's and people like that started making deals like that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Man, let me tell you something. Master P don't get the respect. He's a mogul. And I don't think people will give him the respect of Diddy, of Jay-Z, like he's in that, he's there, you know, and, and, and oftentimes because he was really the first true independent, to like to, to really do what he did, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and create what he's created. Not to say there hasn't been other independent rap a lot, you know, with Jay Prince and, and those guys over there in Houston. But, man, Master P was that dude that literally got it out the trunk. You know, i body.
1: buy he's got still
0: that. doing that now. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: He's he got food products in the yeah. grocery he thought and
0: about all. he thought about ownership and equity and understanding the power of the black dollar. I don't think that, you know, and, somebody told me this. Let me show sure you familiar. Our dollar stays in our community on average of, I believe, what, six? Six hours or six? Either six hours or six days. But, but with the aging community, their dollars stays in their community twenty six days before they go outside of the community to spend. You know, but we are yeah. so quick to spend our black dollar mm-hmm. quickly outside of our people.
1: Yeah, with right? no equity to circulate it back to us.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So just want to yeah. put that up
1: there. <laughs> yeah, that's real. And I mean, so you know, the 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 balance. So my whole path has been: how do I stay? True to what's was genuine to me, which is right. you know we're artists, no matter the genre or the style exactly. of art, it's about self expression. I want to express self. I don't exactly. want. I don't want to be that artist. That's not me. You
0: exactly. Know? No. I, you don't, yeah, I, you've never come across that, but but at the, the end of vet you make songs. See, there's a, look, there's a difference because there's a lot of people who are empty, but they don't know how to make songs. That's why a lot of battle rappers can't make music because they don't. Make rhymes that translate into that, But right. vice versa. There's there's rappers or MCs that necessarily can't go into the battle scene because it's a different type of right. rap. It's a different right. type of approach to the art. But go ahead. Right.
1: Yeah. So you know, like with that, it's like, but still have a, a, a career that earns income and call you know and find and carve a lane and still sell branding and things like that. So it's like finding that balance and then um, believing that that product can sell, even though the industry doesn't want to sell it. Right. You know I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so uh, watching, you know, being able to come up and have not taken the deal to answer your question. Then um, I got to a point where I was able to study everything I didn't want. You know, you hear the stories like the locks and all these others who right. look successful Ten years later, they tell you they took a bad deal and don't have no master's in publishing.
0: Right, you know? right.
1: So I was like, oh, I survived that. That's a blessing. You know, Right, right, right. Um, let me go find my own deal. And eventually, you know, I moved. I moved to Los Angeles. OK. I was out there putting in the work out there. And then um, a brother named Dwayne The Rock, shouts to Dwayne The Rock. He's a legendary yeah, producer. He yeah. paid for LL and stuff like that. Nice. He saw a show that me and my brother Eda Mad Assassin had did. Shout out to
0: Eta Mad Assassin. to get him on this podcast too. Shout out, bro. What's good?
1: Yeah. Um, so he he saw us, he was like, Yo, first of all, pre- he saw us perform at um at um Keisha Martin and Dwayne um Martin's club. Right, right, right. Club, you know what I'm saying? Gene yeah. from, from Martin or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And so um he, he the way the rock came up to it was basically like, yo. First of all, I want to thank y'all for keeping the culture alive. Right. Like he appreciated that we was doing original, vintage, organic hip hop. Right, and, and he was like, um, y'all should stay independent. And he's like, that's the wave. He was like, but you gotta be earning. You need to go get your own deals, and you need to go to meet them. Boom. Okay. So but that's how you guys found out about me. Dem. that's how we found out about that, and I was like, "Boom!" I've been trying to get plugged overseas, and you know, he's like, "It's that's what a publishing and a licensing deal." And,
0: and for those who for those who don't know about me, them, explain to the people what mm-hmm. me them is all about. For those who don't know about it, I mean, I know, but for those who don't know what me them is all about,
1: word. So, so me damn is one of many global music. Festivals and um conferences, right? Similar to South by Southwest, and you know, um, and um, um, A3C, North, c yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, Northern,
0: uh, North, Northern Touch Music Fest, and
1: those type yeah. of yeah, I think so. No, in Barcelona, they're all over the world. Um, yeah. it's one, with the one in South Africa, they got them in Jamaica now, with yeah. Alan, Jackson and also, yeah. um. Uh, Meet Am is the longest running and the largest global business to business music marketplace in the world.
0: Right, that's the key, that's the key of B, that's the key right there because you said B2B. There's B2B. a difference there. Like this is a conference that people go to to build their business. I think two people are going to these conferences to try to get discovered, to try to get a deal. or guess what, but it's like, now there's deals available, but it's there, but it deals more about how to build your business versus put me on do all the work and i can sit back and relax
1: yeah what it, what it allows you to do is do all the business pieces yourself that a label would have a whole team of people doing They're middlemaning that because they were gatekeepers to that right so basically what what my, what the rock had put me on to was you can go Cut out the gatekeepers and get now you are your own label and stuff like that. Let me backtrack too. So okay. it's a um I, I consult artists, right? And one of my first things I ask artists is, are you an unsigned artist? Mm. Are you an independent artist? Um, do you just want to be a professional singer or or whatever and i need them to see that there's a difference unsigned, yes independent are not the same thing
0: yeah yeah and
1: independent doesn't isn't desiring to be signed right you know uh, unsigned artist believes that they don't see any success until they get a record deal
0: facts <laughs> so definitely, the difference, no, definitely the difference because there's people out there and, and even though I I'm, I speak more your language, I'm all about when I work with artists, I'm all about how do we put a core? Because That's what I care about. A core audience and build a community all over the world that allows you to get to, you know, your thousand core fans. Something right. you had said, and I'm gonna backtrack, but something you had said with we sitting that restaurant in France. You said you're famous to somebody, somebody around the world. You are their favorite artist.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, we I saw it it. we saw it with the artist you was managing. Um, real quick story: when we was in we was in Barcelona yeah. or, or Valencia,
0: right?
1: Um, and you were managing Xavier Keys. Shouts out to Xavier. I so, uh, to
0: Xavier Keys.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, and and he uses the uh, the superphone. Super super phone phone, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Which is a uh, a tool for independence, right? As the right. you got to find these tools. Right, you know, he used that and he had super, you know, super fans in Spain that caught bus tickets or whatever to come to that city and pull up and <laughs> right. see Xavier Keys, you know, exactly,
0: exactly. Um, and I think, right, right, and I ahead. think, and I think, you know, artists who gotta understand that now there are some artists that I've had to this, I've, I've had to figure this out too. The artists that found out they just want to be signed because they just, they just want to be artists. And they don't it, it, really it, it, want to
1: do the business. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing wrong with either. I just yeah. need them to, before I can help guide you in the steps you want to take, I need to know which one exactly. you want. So, you know, exactly. like Noriega has the Drink Champ podcast, and he always asks artists. He just asked Cam this week, like, you like indie or sign? Cam said indie. Noriega stands on. He was like, I like labels. I don't want to do all the extra work. I want to be the artist. And, some, and, and sometimes <laughs> I just want to be the artist. You know, but when you toured with me, I was the booker.
0: Oh, yeah. And I, and I want to get into that. You know, I want to get into yeah. Yeah,
1: we'll, what, we'll get down there. You know, we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah. But so, yeah. Go
0: ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say, so this sets that conversation up. What I figured, I read a book called The Six Figure Musician. OK. It's a great read for any artist that hasn't read that book. And, okay. what that book, and, and well, let me say what a what a professional artist is. A cover band is a professional artist, singer. right?
0: Right. They
1: get paid to perform and sing. You right. know, might be regulars at a at a bar in a town and they travel. Right. They're professionals. They get paid to do yeah. music. And there's money in that.
0: There's definitely money in
1: that. It's consistency yeah. in the money in that. You know, yeah. and um they don't even have to write music.
0: Right. No, they sing covers and they yeah. do, you know, and they, they and go and do I'm, corporate events and they might make you know, they might make they make three yeah. four
1: grand. You know what I mean? Yeah, easy. Yeah. And so yeah. you got people singing on cruise ships. So these yeah. are all the professionals. You, you know, just like a ball player don't have to be in the NBA.
0: Exactly, right. That's I always right. use that analogy all the time, man. There's, yeah. there's so many ball players. Think about it, right? There's only 400 job 450 players in the NBA. So right. how many Division One colleges are in America, right? And then right. not to mention the guys that don't play college ball, but are just, you know, guys that play European ball or whatever they want to play and they want to come over to the NBA. So you're talking about this is the best league and also the hardest league to make right. it, in. so right. a lot of times artists are trying to make it to the top, the biggest level vet, and you know this, man. The, it's just it's just not enough spots, right, to, to get to, for everybody to achieve that,
1: right. And there's and
0: nothing that. wrong with that. That they, you right. know,
1: it can come. It can come by you just organically being your best self, and that could pop off. But when we start looking at your Beyonces and these caliber artists. They're the NBA players. They're the all stars of the NBA players. You don't have to be that to have a successful career. Right. don't, Don't just, what's the first step? And so with that book, The Six Figure Musician, it was basically like if you have a thousand fans, right, and you identify your audience, I got a thousand fans, if you can get them to spend $300 annually with you, that's $300,000 $300, a year, a year. And when you see it like that, it starts to simplify. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to make the whole world love me yet. Right. I need to find the audience. I need to gather my audience's data and right. build a way to let them know this drop, this drop, this drop and get that $300, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so that's an independent. and Right. Um. That's still gonna take you doing a lot of little jobs. Sometimes you wear the artist hat; you have to create it. You can pull it out your imagination right it out in front right. of me. Now I take my artist hat off, and I have to be the A and R or produce the project. I need to go get a cover art for it. I need to right. get my photo set up. I need to get my video done. And okay, now I got that package is ready to go to market. Now I need to put on my marketing hat. Yeah. You know, and I might need to buy some Instagram ads and find out, right. you know, new platforms, a little research. And you just, you know, you do it in increments. Boy, right. once, you, once you get that down, that every time you do it again, it gets really easy. Right, right. You know? um, so that's called doing it the DIY approach. Right. Which once I really figured out, okay, I don't want a record deal. I want to be self-sustainable artists and I need to learn I need to if I'm when I put on my executive hat I need to have executive relationships
0: bingo yeah. <laughs>
1: but when I'm an artist I still need to have artist relationships right. you know singers and musicians and you know um all these things and painters and and, and drawers and so I started building my relationships because then I came I was like, well, cool. Then I broke down the math. I said, well, being a a millionaire or even a billionaire really just means if I made a dollar from a billion people, I'm not a billionaire either, by the way. Well, right. I, no, I am. Um, we're going to get there, but right.
0: But but you understand the theory of what it is. Is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Is I, if I I need to connect with a billion people and get right. a dollar from them. So then that became the long term goal. Now it's like, what's the first step? Yeah. Right. Start connecting, and the meet them thing came, and so I got there. My first year, you know, you get there, you you yeah. have language or you have a uh, imaginary language barriers because you're right they're from they're from taiwan and they're from um uh zimbabwe right they're from germany and everybody's like looking like that but um i just started connecting you know what i'm saying and um then i realized Wow, I had never heard of this. The only presence that's not really big at that conference is the American presence,
0: right? Yeah. Believe it or not, it's not. There's not a lot, and there's not a lot of people of color, at, like
1: us, at this event, right? You know, and because, well, I mean, you got a lot of, uh, you actually have a lot of people of color from around the world, world. Uh, you know. But, but as
0: far as America, I guess I, I'm sorry, I guess America.
1: it ain't a lot of Americans, yeah, at all, except the record execs who have been going to this for fifty years. Yeah, yeah. But from like the artist and managerial and like yeah, not, standpoint, we don't yeah. know about it. And most of our attention is always focused on that the USA is the biggest market. And I have to be a star here to have to be a star.
0: Right.
1: You know, of any sort. And right. so um the next year, I, I booked the venue on Facebook before we went. Oh,
0: okay. So you okay.
1: I booked Sun Plus Seven. Seven. I, I, I put on my my Booker, tour booker hat in my yeah. med- you know, and I was like, this what Facebook for. Right. I looked up live v- venues to do hip hop. I said, yo, we coming over there for the Me Dam conference. Uh, here's my music videos. You know, you got your stuff ready to go, your EPKs and all that. And it was yeah. like, we looking for a spot to rock.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And so the club gave us the whole night, like eight hours. That's Sun 7. Um, right.
0: Now, they didn't charge you the book like, to the, work the, the venue
1: out or nothing? I went on that. We're we blessing them. So what, what, nice. what we're finding out is that's the hip-hop spot. Meet Am is so pretty and pristine in their thinking that that spot wasn't included. Ah, uh, and, and so or so so for those that don't know, Meet Am is in Cannes, France. It's in the same yeah. building where they have the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah,
0: literally the same exact building. right?
1: Same exact building. So a week later. Yeah. Um. So, Cannes is really like a resort for conferences and festivals. Exactly. And so, the people, the people who live there, the service industry people, the streets, if we will, you know, are right. not a street like Chicago street. It's Cannes Street. You know. Yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um,
0: by the way, downtown Cannes is expensive. By the way, guys, it's not yeah. cheap. <laughs> most,
1: of the, most of the most of the most of the service industry people that work and keep the place going, yeah, they live like in Boca,
0: right, or like in
1: the outskirts, in the, yeah. and they hook.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wrote um,
1: yeah. And I've stayed over there. You, you remember? I, I yeah. stayed over there with them. You know, what I'm yeah, saying?
0: yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> they um, this was where they go to party after work.
0: Got you. Okay, <laughs>
1: it's the street club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's hip. That's what I want. That's the hip hop spot. You know? What yeah, I'm saying? yeah, yeah. So it was just me and E Rock in the first, the first time, and I was like, dang, everybody. The canadians got the canadian showcases yeah. you know Polish got the polish showcases the the uh k-pop got the k-pop stages yeah. and they they move like a unit right like this is our marketplace right join us collaborate with us right to us you know and they move like a unit the u.s didn't have that so right. i was like cool the next year I hit all the artists like Xavier. Yeah,
0: because Xavier's the one who told me. Xavier's actually the one who told me about you. He's like, yo, I right, met this guy better. Met. Yeah, so, and like, I believe the second year, because like, he might have met you. I think he might have met you in 16.
1: He may be me the first year. Right, because we met in 16. 16. Yeah. Maybe I met Pro. I met the, the handful of U.S. artists. And I met all the other artists. I was yeah. making friends with other global right. artists.
0: And I think he, I, but I don't think he introduced me to you two the following time. The following year, Seventeenth, yes. Yeah, it's it's probably when you it. be like, "Yo, oh, let's get yeah, let's get a show." Yeah. I
1: said, Yo, I'm putting on a US showcase. You coming back to meet him? He was like, "Absolutely." Let me put you with my manager. Right, and that's obviously how we built the relationship. That's we how played. we built the relationship, and then you was bringing Theo Lodge. Exactly, exactly. Right. Shout um, to Theo Lodge and you know, was, dope, yep. dope, dope, dope
0: performer who has been able to take me them and use that to open other opportunities you know with, with yeah you. yeah
1: he Put runs, out with, independent. Right. He runs right. with the independent brand he picks things up fast because you know we travel a lot now we'll get into that but yeah. all that started from this was like um seizing opportunities being uh independent knowing how to book yourself and if you get a stage share the wealth now you're a promoter you're exactly a business brand off of what you're learning as an artist. Exactly. Yeah. And I and I what I want to say too
0: is that look, the first time you go overseas, I tell this to anybody when you go first time you go overseas, you're going to cost you some money out of your pocket. It just is. Like don't expect people to pay, they don't they don't know you. Don't go into it saying, Oh no, pay me. Like, they're not gonna do that. But when you go over there, you make friendships, which is what this is all about. Now you make right. friendships, people want to house you when you come over next time so
1: the cost becomes
0: doable it becomes a way it's not yeah, as expensive it becomes, anymore you get over home.
1: there yeah it becomes home you know and the ex- the exchange and we'll get into that too that's part of the whole yeah. you know the, the conversation i like to share yeah with people who decide yeah i want to do i want to be the independent that's right. not how i market but i have label relationships so yeah, yeah you do yeah, if you, I, right. I can introduce you to that um, so, you know, at meet them, I've had, I've been offered plenty of deals, right? Every deal ain't a good deal. Right. There's some sucker, some sucker <laughs> business over there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause also, they know people, they know people are eager, right? They know, look, these people know you're eager to quote unquote, want to make it, whatever making it means, right? For some people making it means being signed to a record deal. That's just what, and so they're willing to sign whatever they have no clue. I always say this all the time, babe. there's three things. There's a the music industry, there's the music business, then there's the business of music, right? The industry is labels, radio people, publicists, influencers, tastemakers, people like that, right? right? The music business is commerce, selling direct services like what I offer, things like that, certain things that you do, and then the music, bi- music, the business of music is intellectual property, copyrights. Understand how all that stuff works,
1: publishing. Yeah, so trademarking your name and
0: oftentimes all. people. Artists today oftentimes don't understand you don't need the music industry to be successful in the music business as long as you understand the business of music, right? So okay. when you're dealing with the music industry, what you're essentially doing is asking for permission. You're saying, hey, tell me I'm good enough. Tell Have the gatekeeper tell me that I belong, right? And it's right. like, no, if you don't have to go directly to your audience. They, they don't give a shit <laughs> about what your Spotify numbers look like right you know they don't really care they care about you anyway
1: right and, I and, right unless the audience you're looking for cares about that right you need to know what your audit you need to define your audience True. and if your audience is on soundcloud then that's where you need to market yourself
0: yes, uh, yes. So like I, I
1: interview my friends like i'd be like what do you listen to music to and they'll, you know i found out a certain age range of my friends who had jobs and were kind of busy and didn't want to couldn't keep up with who's new and what what they listen to pandora right you know they put in an artist they like and then let the algorithm
0: set it up right
1: up their, their music you know i found out the shorties was like the teens and stuff was listening to soundcloud yeah you know yeah. um youtube's the biggest streaming platform yeah you know because this visual is mixed in there and this is on world so i needed to find out then um, I found out about Bandcamp and I tested Bandcamp. Bandcamp is one of the best DIY marketplaces. Yes. And it does things like, uh, one of the benefits to that is like, uh, and you see me do this on tour when I release an album. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, on Bandcamp, You can listen to the albums, you can stream it, but you can stream it and you can set how many times, but like you can stream it three times. And, and have to buy after it. that, it'll have say, "Okay, you must like this album. You need to purchase it if you want to hear it again."
0: Right. You right.
1: know, and so and then you could, it, it's uh, it's almost donation style. It's a sale. But you get taxed or whatever. But
0: yeah, and I, I think and, and that's so key. You saying that, bro? Because I've I've, I've told an artist this. People, I said, look, I rather you have a system of people. Where you don't even put your music on the streaming platforms, right? You say, okay, you want to go, you want, you like my music? Cool, come get it directly from me. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be on a platform like Gumroad, like what Xavier Keys does, put his Gumroad? Because here's what people don't realize, is you, when you build that core to people that love you, they'll pay, they'll pay more for your record
1: okay. than. That's what yeah. I'm about to say about Bandcamp. Right. Bandcamp, you set your price. You can set it for $1,000. You can set it for $1. You can give it away for free. It's up to you. Yeah. But then it says this is the price, but you can pay more if you want. Right. So some fans will just be like, here go another hundred for the day. <laughs>
0: but
1: I want you to keep doing that right there. You make it something I like, and they'll just bless you, like donation style. So yeah. um, powerful. there's no ceiling on, hey. on you can sell merch right from there, direct to market. You can put your shows. It's like your own website and store. Exactly. You have cre- co- complete control over how it works, and how, you know what I'm saying. So, right. Um, but what I so when you when we first met, I was using Bandcamp strictly. I wasn't filling the streaming, and I'm yeah. still filling the streaming.
0: And you shouldn't because it's, it's it's rigged. By the way, it's rigged. This the it's independent true. artists have, have no independent have no shot. I don't know if you know this stat, bro, but Couple things. The major levels are making a million dollars an hour from streaming, right? Mm-hmm. And there's fifteen million songs on Spotify that don't even have one stream on it, bro. Fifteen million songs. So we already know there's about sixty thousand songs uploaded to Spotify every day. So people got to realize that Spotify is not a search They're not a search. They're not a music discovery platform. So don't think you're going to yeah, get not discovered not because like you're on it. Spotify. So, yeah.
1: Right. Not like it. Not like they sell it. So yeah. here's the thing, though. So I still, you still, I still had to be honest with the data that some people still listen to music on Spotify,
0: right? Which you can put it, yeah, people, so, yeah,
1: right. Some, some people, some people listen to Amazon. Some people they listen where they listen. They're not going to change their behavior because of me, yeah. So I was still losing possible engagement, right? So what I did then was started. I released my project Bandcamp first, okay. or on the website or whatever, okay. And then the stream is going to release a couple months later. So, oh, my, okay, I see what you did. If you want to rock with it now, come get it from me. It's here. It's available. It's out. If you want to get it free, it's like a pay-per-view rap battle video.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: you are gonna put it out for public, but you, you didn't pay. You gotta wait. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. And so it's it's you can be creative because you're your own marketing team. You know? Yes. Yeah
0: yeah
1: um but i had i was still losing audience over there in the spotify and streaming worlds right you know and then so like it at places like me Medium, and mediums not the only one you don't have to go to france it's the largest one it's the most right. international demographic right like, this is what you should go to south by or whatever conference or festival you're going to you don't want to go in saying, I'm trying to be discovered as an artist. You want to go in building relationships. Exactly. And when you go home, like my first time at meet I I went home. I had all these cards. And, you know, then I sat at the computer and started researching who these people were. Right. right. And realized I was meeting the biggest gatekeepers in their parts of the world. Right. You know, um, I I can directly contact the... Um, the minister of um exchange or the minister of arts in Taiwan, right? You know, I can likewise in Brazil or Chile and these types of things. You know, right,
0: right, right, right. right. Um,
1: I got lawyers in all those markets, so if I do a deal in a market and I have publishers in those markets, well, I might not do a deal, but I should still shop the music or say what's up. But right. I have those relationships in my right. network know or i might meet an artist who needs to be in that country right and now i can um manage their deal
0: right
1: or do a finding exactly deal so uh all of those that i'm saying i ended up starting companies so i have a finder agreement where i can represent another artist
0: right you know or, or
1: make a marriage between two of my relationships
0: exactly
1: um and stuff like what
0: you've, you've done for me by the way What you what you what you've done for me you know you, you, you know are you done that i can speak for that because you're the reason why i work with new school which, rules directly at,
1: I which is another conference yeah you know? right. i saw hey okay, y'all get this and let me pay it forward i'm not gonna what some people do is charge you to come on my to- coattail right you know that even with me like in meet them a lot of those country stages which oh, thing. it's yeah to they
0: cost yeah they yeah, pay to play it
1: costs too to much. Play. you know oh, I shout out to Alan
0: Johnston play. you know with with his show and, and you know he realized that people don't have ten thousand euro fifteen thousand euro to get on me damn stage so you, you might, know you
1: already you, you already scrape something together to get there right <laughs> you, know, you had to get right. a for, you ticket yeah. on board a little food money and,
0: we, and, and as Americans we don't like Canada you know they support the arts unfortunately Americans. Our government doesn't do that. That's right. a whole other conversation.
1: Several, right. <laughs> For anybody unless several countries give grants to their arts. Yeah. Um, and certain several states in the US give grants, but you just need to know how that works. So it's a yeah. lot of research, but yeah, like Canada definitely is pushing their arts and culture department. They want to advance as a country. And what you what you see is you see the births of like Drake's and, mm-hmm. and the weekends. You see, there they have some of the biggest stars now. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying um, their basketball they push. They getting a, they're getting a lot of players in the NBA now. Yeah, because they invest in that. But it is what it is. We don't get that, but we got a natural hustle about it. So exactly. Yeah. Ultimately, when you, like somebody told me, when you buy into something, when you believe it, it becomes easy. So that that whole money concept is a limitation we put on ourselves.
0: Right. Right. I mean, you figured it out and I want to get into kind of how we did our tour, but you first, before you even brought us on the tour,
1: talk about what you first did. I do the recon work, you know, so I I said, okay, my first trip to meet him, I went in there, I met some people, all levels from artists and creatives, uh, social media people, lawyers, uh, venues, um, just people. People that lived in all the places I imagined myself going. Right. And then I came home and watered the relationships. Happy birthday. What's up? How you feeling? What you working on? You know what I'm saying? And um, then it was pretty much like, yo, let's test this out. Right. I know I'm going back over there next summer, so I'm going to build a tour around while I'm over there and extend my stay and test it out. And so... I'm curating that stage with Xavier and everybody. Yeah. So that's one of my show. That's yep. the stopping point. Yeah. I'm going to new school. So that's the starting point. I got two weeks to fill in. Right. Let me hit some of my relationships and see if everything is everything, you know? Right. And, um. Boom. This city, that city shouts to hot rocks, Amsterdam, you know, yeah. and they hold me down, blah, blah, blah. Those are my brothers. We create, we collaborate, we, we brought our relationship flourishes, you know. Yeah. And um, Paris with Young Reg and yeah. Boom 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 and all these different places, relationships, companies that I met that are start outs in Sweden and stuff. Y'all, I'm gonna pull up on y'all up there, see what's going on up there. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: right.
1: um, I tested that out. It worked. So the next year, what I do, I went back to y'all and was like, "All right, now y'all, y'all came through on this." Let me show y'all how I did this. Right. And it's like, come to this conference with me and we're going to tour our way to meet them conference. Right.
0: And by the way, guys, you know, that was a self-funded tour. We didn't have any sponsorship.
1: What actually our companies, our individual you know, companies, com- because so that's the business side now you yeah. have a business. So your business is the sponsor for your tour as an artist. Yes. Yes. And now your company, and I had everybody send me their company logos. Oh was, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you
0: mean. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: because now that's a write-off for your company. Because you right,
0: yeah. right, right, right. I see. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah it you wasn't
1: mean, yeah. your. Per- you're not treating it like I'm spending money. No, now I'm investing in my branding, my exactly. business.
0: Exactly. No, you're right. You're definitely world. right about that. No, for sure. Yeah. No, that's yeah. how. Yeah, that's how we did it. Right.
1: But, you know, that was a jewel I was trying to show everybody. Exactly. And, you know, you got your... And then we only went with artists who were ready to do that.
0: Right. By the way, yeah, if that doesn't give his global state... Like, he doesn't do. Like, people... We don't give, even in my relationship, I don't give everybody the global stage. I don't give... it Because everybody doesn't... First of all, everybody isn't ready for that. But everybody doesn't necessarily deserve... Because these are our relationships. And we have right. to make sure that we... Anybody that we bring forth to people like Hanka. Or people that, you know, like Maduro who runs New School or anything else like that, to places that you were able to tour. Like,
1: no, this is one you because... You couldn't let it capitalize or I wasted your money.
0: Exactly. You know? exactly.
1: So, because every, it's not
0: glamorous, by the way, guys. This wasn't a glamorous thing also, too. Like, we, we, we invested in ourselves and it wasn't like we were staying in the ritz everywhere. But we did what
1: we had to do to yeah. get around. And it was fun.
0: Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Uh-huh. You know, we had experiences, and so, right?
1: And you, you experience, so despise not small beginnings, right? So right. all this stuff that we're talking about now, this starts in your hometown first. These yeah. same things, you need to learn how to book a stage in your hometown. You need to know how to go in a venue and say, look, I want to do a show here. I want to book the acts and I'm going to headline my, I'm my own headliner. Yeah. And get some flyers done and I'm going to get my merch. You got to learn it from the ground level, you know, first. Yeah, Me and Candy had already toured the West Coast. Right independently me yeah. Andy, and e. we we yeah. went all the way to seattle and back to la you know what i'm yeah. saying i'd already toured through you know we had already did it and we're this, this is the expansion point you know Got you. Is what, okay is i'm i'm when you right. met me i'm 10 15 years into this thing yeah, yeah. Right? so yeah. um you know so i i went with people who are already coming to meet them. right you know so they
0: already we already do the value of what this was about. You didn't have to convince anybody. We knew, okay, this, we knew the power of being global. We already knew the power right. of what that
1: was, you know? Right, right. You
0: know, so.
1: It was yeah. already a desire, and I saw you investing, and I wanted to share, but also I was testing the data I was working on, right. you know, um, as building this out and building, because one day I'm not going to be an artist, but I'm going to still be a professional in the music game. Exactly.
0: That's- and that's what you were doing. You're setting yourself up for when you like I said when you want to transition
1: to the mobile do, side you right know I mean? and
0: do yeah. something right and there's opportunity. I mean you always will create I think but you get to a point where it's like okay I want to do some other things. Right. And still have my footprint in the game, still be able to help young people, people coming up. But you know I built these relationships where now you still are valuable. Right. Where, where you well you don't have to be the one on the mic anymore but you're the one that's like you become the plug now. So yeah.
1: Right. Right right. So yeah I was testing that bro and um and like I said, that was a super fun tour. It was a grind. I know y'all learned a lot. You know? <laughs> um, and and yeah. like I said, it's like I was. I I told you he could attest. Like I told y'all pack light.
0: Yeah. Look, I, here's what I realized.
1: Pause it, bro. We're yeah. going to be grinding. Yeah.
0: Here's you know? what I realized. Like for me, because <laughs> you know, obviously people know on this podcast, you know, um, obviously I have a disability. So what I realized too I probably myself can't be on the road that long as we did, just because it's a lot for me to, to you know. But I can do it a couple of days. You,
1: you could do, it. yeah. It's it just uh, you need more resources. So again, yeah. we talked about that. You could probably get grants and yeah. sponsorships. And, 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 and right. when you when you believe that's what you're supposed to be doing, the universe is already provided. exactly.
0: And, 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 and I, I want to shout out. I want to tell a quick story. You know, we went overseas, man, and tell you how. Much of a, a stand-up dude this guy is, man. Like we're overseas and that knew my situation, and so we're traveling from Spain, uh, from Amsterdam, heading over to Spain. So here's the story: our flight was supposed to leave at nine forty. Our flight was supposed to leave at nine forty, um, Amsterdam time, and we're supposed to get a <laughs> go over to Spain, Barcelona. Remember, we're not staying in Barcelona; we're staying in Valencia. Yeah. Three right. So, to, right. Yeah. so our plane was late. so We were on the runway, so we don't end up getting to Valencia till about what? Maybe one o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. So yeah, we have that, to catch up. Yeah. We have to catch a, a, a bus to get the follow- coach,
1: coach. Right. Was
0: right. So so that was like, yo, said, everybody go get there. I got the rail. You know, I got the rail. So he went made sure. And I remember there's a language barrier. We don't speak, you know, we don't speak Spanish. So a vet hung around because he just saw the value of me being there. He said, I got him. I took it. he made sure that we get to where we got to go, man. So I just want to shout you out, man, because this is a podcast about disability awareness as well, too. And right. I wanna shout you out for, for for not looking at me as a burden being on here, but right, looking, right. respecting me as a man. And a colleague, and somebody who you walk with, man. So I want to thank you for that. I know I told you that person, but I just want to, I just but, want to publicly thank you for that, man. Because yeah. show the type of person you are.
1: Yeah, man. You know, when we get when you when 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 your whole book is written, you know what I'm saying. i you got a value that, like, you could say, I was part of it. I helped, if not, if only for a day, I helped somebody else get there. You know what I'm right. saying and you know you got a rope if you need to be pulled now you know what right, i'm saying so right. if we if, if i move with somebody especially we over there we all we got you know what i'm saying right. military minded in that sense right um i did the recon i put out the invite i'm responsible for the success and the safety of of everybody y'all trusting me you know what i'm yeah, saying Exactly. So, so yeah it's my responsibility we don't have to question that and that that's one thing like when you separate yourself and just want to be an artist, which a lot of times comes with a lot of ego. Yeah. Or you say, look, man, I want to be a successful human being.
0: First and foremost, right?
1: like, you know, if we're a unit, we're a unit. You know what right. I'm saying? If we miss this bus, we miss this bus. We're going to figure it out together. We're not, <laughs> you don't. Know, you know, if you run off and leave us because you want to catch the show, then it's like, oh, I see what you. Right. Where you at i know now i appreciate you showing me that you know right I
0: and i can't invite you to like uh, you know i can't ever put you get, invite you to be at least be part of my experience how you, you want to come back over that's on you but yeah. i can't have you be a part of my experience because at the end of the day you know this is about making sure the people that you're rocking with in this we're going we're in foreign countries that we don't speak the language in you know the main language and we gotta figure out how to make make this happen you know I mean, if you don't yeah. realize there 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 is there are those challenges that come along with it you know we right. we're not we're not traveling with a guide when would do a diy tour like this it's not like we have a guide and traveling with us that speaks the language fluently that can say hey no we have to figure out <laughs> what that we do and yeah, you so
1: can't, you can't read signs you know
0: yeah
1: you got to learn how it works so that's what i wanted to show and that's why, like, I wasn't with getting a rental and all of that stuff. Like, I want to show you how to move and grow. You can go anywhere. You can walk through the world. It's our world to walk through. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But you need to lose fears and you need to learn how to how to move and react. So, I wanted to show to like, if you need Wi-Fi, you find a McDonald's. McDonald's oh, yeah. One of the most American when you need to feel at home for a second. Yeah. You go find that. You know. Um, and Chinese people do the same thing. They know they can go anywhere and there's going to be a Chinatown. I get to feel at home. Yeah. And re- regroup, you know what I'm saying? So right. uh there's free Wi-Fi in there. So stop, don't get lost, find a McDonald's, stop, get on the Wi-Fi and plan out your next step, you know what right. I'm saying? Um, right.
0: And we were smart to what we did. Also, too, we, we we traveled at night a lot of times too to save money on having to have airstead. instead So there's ways you you go about doing it that allow you to uh,
1: cut cost cut costs, cut, and cost, cut right. risk. Right,
0: exactly, yeah.
1: and uh, right, show up and show out. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. You know what Vet was able to do for my artists is that he gave us a chance to get on different stages. You know that and create established relationships that now if I want to go back and, and reach out to some of these people like Alex and people like that.
1: And you could take artists. You know how. I,
0: right. I can go and do that now. And shout out to, again, the situation with Hanker. So Hank, I, I'm an official partner with New School Rules, you know, right. and that was because of that. That was because of what he was able to do, you know. And right. Hanker just believed in what I do. And now i become the plug as the international guy. People know me now, they know Darrell's a guy that can get you on global stages, run roll. So again, I'm fortunate enough the vet that was able to who, who did not have to do that, but extended the hand because he saw something special not only in the artists that that he was working with, but the artists that I was working with. And when he realized that I was the main connection between, you know, Theo Lodge and Xavier Keys and people like that, that that was like he knew that he could trust me. He knew that he knows what over he was doing. I don't mind extending these opportunities, you know what I mean? So so yeah, man, this talking about relationship building and opportunities like that, man. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. And, and you know, integrity and not burning bridges and, and the relations, like, because, you know, you realize that your hometown, the, the community, creative community small. Right. You go to LA or somewhere, it's still small. And globally, it's small. You six degrees separated from somebody that knows somebody, you know, right. um, and like with that, with that being said, the the most important value in nurturing relationships is being highly spoke. Like you want your name to proceed when somebody talk about you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, and you want to always want to be one up in a favor. So I don't even have to ask or beg. You know, if I ask you for something.
0: It's done. Yeah. It's there's done. certain yeah. people, you don't even ask, you know whatever you need. Okay, it's done. I'm taking care of it. Like you built up enough trust with that person. Where, if they're asking me this, I know they're not gonna put me in on stuff that's effed up. Right. I can trust them but like, 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 okay, this is what we need to do. I understood. Yeah.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. And so moving forward with like with like um hanker and things like that, like I said, there's many types of conferences. Um all around the world. You just really need to first be clear on what you want, not what you think is success in the industry. Right. And, and slowly take the steps and do the research on where you want to be in the world. Reach out and connect the dots and don't just be about what you need. It has to be exchanged. All my friends know that when I'm in LA or whatever, and they're, because if my homies that are in Paris, I want to be in Paris. To them, that's just a back backyard.
0: Yeah.
1: They want to be in L.A. or New York or or in Canada. They want to travel. So when you come here, I got you. It's red carpet treatment.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I'll get let people stay in my bed. I go sleep on the couch. Like Welcome to your home in L.A. You know what I'm saying? And so like you were saying, like now when I travel, I don't have to deal with a lot of hotel rooms and stuff like that unless I'm on my own move. You right. know, it's like I'm home. Like, oh, vet is back. You right. know, right. I just went to visit the U.S. I'm back over there now. You know, and right. I mean, I cook. I treat it like my home. You know, exactly.
0: By the way, he. By the way, vet is a great cook. By the way, guys, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Not like the, Yeah, so he does. Cook. It, saves,
1: it saves a lot of money.
0: It definitely does. I think people got to understand too. Like, look here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about this industry. Like, there is an investment along the way, guys. Like, there is, this is not cheap to be in this game. You know what I mean? You know, we try to make it as cost effective as possible, but, you know, there are things that cost money. So when you go on the road, you know, it's not a glamorous life, you know, touring, you know, when you only see the 1% who travel in tour buses and like most people don't tour like that. And they get in the van, you know, and it ain't pretty. You know, you try just to get to the next city. So, there's really nothing glamorous about the life we think we go. It it really is work. It's fun, but it, it really
1: it's got to be fun. But that's the that's the work. But I'd rather be doing that than building somebody else's business. Exactly. So far, you know. Exactly. Um, you know. It's fun though, like I love it. So, you know, um, it's not a party, and it's not. um, it's not. I'm not on vacation.
0: Right. That's I think that's the key. People got to realize too. This is not a. It's not a vacation. You know when you guys go over to Eurosonic and and things like that. You guys are going over there to make things happen, create relationships. And, and again, the, don't you don't get go. Don't go getting fucked up on you know dumb shit. You know there, what I mean?
1: Yeah, because there are days. You have your days to enjoy the beach. Oh yeah, or uh, you know, I I have a per a goal annual goal. I have to make it into the Mediterranean Sea. That's an annual goal. And until until COVID, five years strong with that goal. You know, right. that's the for me. But and that's hopefully,
0: why. we'll be able to get back to that. You know, whatever our new normal is going to be, where it'll be cool, where you can do that again. Or that's, a, yeah. I mean, I'm used. to, Look, this is the I haven't gone overseas in two years. Like, you know, so so normally my summers, you know, normally we we okay. were looking forward to. New school rules, and meet them and things like that. And, well because too bro, well, before COVID, like Xavier was supposed to go over to. He had London, so this is in 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 twenty. He was supposed to do London, go from London to new school rules. So then he's gonna do a month in the UK. We had a whole. We had my friend Teesh that was building a whole tour, curating a whole tour, and, and he is the headliner, right? Mm-hmm. and curating everything for him. Now it's going to lead to the new scrolls and lead it to meet him for a whole... So he's going to be gone for a whole month, right. you know, as What's the up? main person, right? So, well, you know, look, things happen and, and and we have to pivot, but but yeah, man, look, this when well, you get a chance to be global,
1: to, to touch the space, but shout out to Ashish. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was about to bring up Ash, Ashish. I was going to yeah. bring up that stage. So the first... Go ahead.
0: go ahead. Yeah.
1: First time I... Um, you know, when I had booked the first US night and uh, that's when Theo performed pro everybody, Candy, And um, I had met Ashish in the room earlier. Like I said, I saw him in the VIP lounge and he was just sitting there. And I was like, He looks like he's from India. I haven't met any Indians yet. Let me yeah. just go introduce. And I was like, uh, how you doing bro, my name is so-and-so. He was like, I'm Ashish. She was like, I was like, what do you do? He was like, I do a team music festival conference in India, in Mumbai. Yeah, I was like dope. I said, "I'm. I have an event tonight. Um, U.S. Hip Hop R&B show." I was like, "Come through." Gave him a flyer, and um, and he pulled up. It was lit too. It was oh joking, yeah, because <laughs> everybody was in there. Like yeah, yeah, and um, and he was. I saw him. He was just standing in the crowd like that, vibing. You know, he saw Candy, Candy, and those was dope. And you know, everybody rocked, and Xavier rocked. He really enjoyed that. And so Xavier and Theo were supposed to use the same computer. Ah, okay. The computer pretty much died out after Xavier said.
0: Oh, okay. Do I, why don't I remember
1: this story? Okay. we probably didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. It was really just me and Theo knew. Because oh, Theo, okay. Theo came to me, we didn't have an established relationship with, so he was like, bro, my, my, he was supposed to go next.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, so he was like, bro. My, um, the computer ain't working, whatever, whatever. I said, it's cool, bro. Don't stress. I said, you got the, I said, you got the songs in your email. He was like, yeah. I said, find a, I said, I can't plug in your phone. I think maybe we could use your phone. He was like my phone dying too. I said, take your time, find somebody that can help get the songs downloaded, arrange them when you're ready. Come get me. Right. I got a DJ. It's a party. Ain't nobody tripping on a performance right now. Right, 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 right. <laughs> party. And so he took his time. He went to pro, pro, pro to madman. Yeah, that's man. a pro to
0: mad man, my brother. My
1: yeah, brother, pro, pro did him a solid. Let him use his phone. Got the record straight. About five, ten minutes later, Theo came to me. He was like, "Bro, I'm ready. I'm about to." What do you say? He said, "I'm about to." Uh, he said, "I'm about to catch a body." <laughs> You know, yes, sir. with his Florida accents, I'm about to catch a body. Right. And I was like, "You ready?" Gave him the mic, dropped the records, and a star was born. You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
0: And exactly. After
1: that, after that performance, that's when Ashish walked up to me and was like, "So I've decided, <laughs> I, I want this show in India."
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, and I think from there you and Alan also had met with him about some stuff. And so well,
0: here's the background because so you, I think professor he's in a full set hall of fame, right? Right. And
1: all of y'all with the full cell. Right. So yeah. so
0: I knew about Ashish. In fact, three months prior to us going to meet up, I'm in full cell campus watching him speak on a panel. Right. So I knew who he was before he knew who I was. But it just so happened to it. I tell the story all the time when I tell it that, I'm like, oh, we and Ashish didn't be on full sun camera. We met in the field on the other side yeah, of the world. Yeah, so sometimes, yeah. you know, and now Ashish and our business partners and working, <laughs> you know, working closely together. He's actually back in Florida, he's moved over from India. He's in the U.S. full-time now.
1: Yeah, and, and, and to make even that point, like those artists traveling out. To, to,
0: right, We yeah, brought it, us over it, to Mumbai, yeah.
1: Up in Mumbai, you know, and those relationships are still working themselves. You know, exactly, so, exactly.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, this is a man. This is a relationship. I tell people all the time, we're in a people business. I mean, right. it, the the relationships mean everything. Preserve your relationships because they will literally carry you a million miles. Sometimes right. when you don't have a lot of money, but you have relationships that people are willing to do and, and, and do you some solids because of. You know, you know, even with this going to India, so I didn't never thought the India trip was going to happen. To be honest with you, I yeah. didn't. <laughs> because yeah, when I sat down, us
1: down, go ahead, literally down to the last minute, like
0: exactly, and you weren't even able to make that trip. Like, yeah, but you know, you're the I, one that
1: I had booked my ticket back to LA two days prior. So he hits the two days before it's time to take off the India, it was like, I, I'm sending the tickets now. I was like, I said, it's cool, bro. Just get take care of, you know. I was like, take care of, the, of my people, bro. But I gotta. Yeah. Like, Back to LA now, you know. I waited, but it was a blessing because I still helped curate an event in another land. And
0: even beat right,
1: right, right. And then the next year, which it didn't happen, and then COVID. So, but like that relationship still there. So we, she and I know we can curate events, exactly, you know, exactly.
0: And, and, and right now, obviously, she's focused on the reality show, but Total Pole, right? right.
1: Icon, which is I, I like a
0: global it. icon, right? So I'm sure he's sure he's probably he talked to you about that, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but yeah, but he definitely ujula and her—they her, definitely plan on bringing total pole. They actually want to bring it to the United States. They would. They—that's their goal. They to... They know they had the team in India, but I think they're they're really focused on. That's why he brought the family over full time. So really, she stayed about an hour for me.
1: Right, right, right.
0: You know. So in fact, when when Xavier was here back in December. Um, we actually met met up with Ashish, okay, and so you know Ashish actually has decided to work closely with Xavier in uh, helping to just bring some different opportunities. You yeah. know, uh, Ashish is really passionate about setting up a U.S. label, you know, and, right, right, and right. bringing some artists that he believes in. He believes and he believes in Xavier and believes in Theologe and yeah. people like that. That you know, to potentially be vehicles for him and the team over at Boomcastle Media to 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 build a U.S. able. So all those relationships that started really because of you, man. So...
1: It, 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 Every, I mean, it started because of everybody playing their part, you know? Exactly.
0: You're right. Everybody playing their part and doing what they do. And and that's what I love about you, man. That's why I know I want to have you on this podcast because you, you, you and I, you speak the same language that I speak, and, and the fact that the, the internet has allowed people to do whatever it is that they want to do and do it their way, you mm-hmm. know, you know, you knew early on you didn't want to take a deal. You know, you want to own, own your your masters, own your music, own your intellectual property, because record companies, unfortunately, are built there and they're they're built their business models built in the old ecosystem, so they they don't know how to to. Create fair opportunity in today's space. I've never felt a record company should own your master's in perpetuity because in all no the businesses that, no other, you can't, you, when you go to a bank and get a bank loan, right, and you pay back the loan with interest, you know, the bank doesn't say we still own your business or oh, whatever. Get, get your money and you, and you get yourself and you go back home and you do do what you got to do. Only in the music business do people say, okay, yeah, we paid us back, right? But we so we own your master's in perpetuity. And or the reversion clauses that happen, you want to revert back to you, it's gonna take 35 years. Right. And that's just and that's just ridiculous.
1: Right. And, and the thing too, and I and I had to learn this the hard way too. What well, the 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 blessed way by going through it with the um with those deals, they get don- done because the artist signs them. Right, true. You don't have to sign them, you know. Right. And you could go keep doing you're doing and build equity. It's not that I won't take a deal.
0: It just has to so make
1: sense. I'm going to take a deal that makes sense to me. So I t- take meetings. I go looking for meetings, you know, and I pitch what I have. And like I was taught um, by one, uh, a mentor, a businessman was always negotiate like your belly's full. Yeah. You know, you, you know what you're coming to get. If that's not it, you walk away. Yeah. And if they see value, if you've demonstrated value, they'll call you back. Yeah. You know. But if you come like, I need whatever you give me, that's what you're going to get, whatever exactly. they give you, you know? And exactly. so uh, that's just Indeed. really only your brand. But the longer you go without the deal, the more expensive I get. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm doing all the things I don't need you to do now.
0: Right. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Right. That's exactly what it is. You got to think, okay, because record companies now are only in the emergency they're only in the mergers and acquisition business. They don't want to build you. So they're only looking to acquire you, right? So you, they want to see at least on a small scale, are you making, do you have a system that works that's generating revenue that we can come in and pour gasoline on? Great, if you do, but now you gotta ask yourself, they want ownership of these songs that they had nothing to do with (laughs) And, 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 I don't know if I want to do that. You look at a guy like Russ. Russ said, no, you're not going to touch my catalog prior to me signing the deal with you. That's my catalog. That comes back to my, that's my money. Right. right. So he said, now what you guys invest, now once I signed the deal, what you got, that's different. But you're not going to touch those other songs that is making me money to this day, coming back to my tune core account or whatever, right. you know. Because that was they had nothing to do with them. That's they not just
1: want, part of the deal. Yeah. Right,
0: right. And so, right. So you have to be wise enough to know. Look, I don't care what they offer you. You're not about to take these masks that you got nothing to do with. Right. And nothing to do with these are not. These don't. You know. This is me. This is my grind.
1: Right. Right. And what you you know the the the, the word now that I'm in love with, especially with music business or art or or intellectual property, I should say, is yes, yeah. is license.
0: Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. I can license this to you. Yes. Non-exclusive at this price.
0: Right.
1: In this region. Or here's my, it's just like selling a stage. Like this is my first right of refusal front stage spot. This is the big spot. You want exclusive rights to this licensing? Pay me this much up front. Put your money where your mouth is. Right. And invest in the opportunity I'm giving you. So that means you believe you could sell this, and you can sell it for five years and make your profit off of it, and then it's still mine.
0: Yeah, you know? I'm, and I'm all for that. You know, I'm all for I'm all for the licensing thing. Hey, if you want, because that's what Maya's been doing for a long yeah. time independently. She had a donna major deal. She's been letting these companies overseas like, okay, you can go license, license you can go yeah. license this album. The masters still belong to me. You You're know? not
1: buying this from me.
0: Yeah. This yeah, yet. I'm
1: selling you this. I'm selling you the right to use it.
0: Right, right. you know, and
1: make both of us money. Right, you know, and I'm, all,
0: as- and I'm all for that. Look, I'm all look because here's the deal: if the label can give you marketing promotional dollars that that they have, and they want to look, do like do that, because if they're gonna put the money and be your driving force behind it, I'm all for that. Like I said, I'm not anti-label. I'm just I'm, I'm, what I am is I'm anti the fact of you don't own. Because at the end of the day, songs are like houses. Right. Perfect example. The Isley Brothers versus everyone in the five that just happened. But a, a, a taping of this of this episode it was like, what, two weeks ago. Right. So those guys, if they own their publishing, some of those guys, that, those songs have been sampled so many times that those guys are nice, man. Like, like, like but, you know, they have to they have to get paid. You want to use somebody's intellectual property, they got to pay you. You know, they got to pay for that. You, you know, you can't steal somebody's, really that's copyrighted. I always see a lot of artists don't understand that your song is copyrighted as soon as you record it. I always have to explain to them. When you register with the Copyright Office, you're not registering it to copyright. It's already been copyrighted. What you're registering it against is protected against, against, against infringement on that copyright. Right, right. But there's a difference. I always try to tell people, like, if you can prove that that, Pro Tools session, you have the timestamp of that session. That's yeah. it's immediately
1: copyrighted the right thing. Right. Yeah, back in the day, we used to call that a poor man' copyright. It's like you can just email it to yourself, and you got a date on it. You right. know, and that's gonna prove that this came out of my head before it came out of right. your you know And saying? with
0: the Pro Tools sessions, everything is everything is, cop, is everything man, is constant. So yeah. you can prove you can prove that was that you know. Well, cause a lot of entrepreneurs oh, copyright like no you I already your stuff's already copyrighted but that you know that's always something that's that's often they're often misinformed on that because they just think oh I haven't sent it off the copyrighted yet it's already copyrighted you're just what you're doing is because technically you don't have to send in your songs to get copyrighted the only problem what you're doing is you you're sending it off to get it registered with the with the with the government so that so that you can you can if you got to sue somebody you can get more money. Right. You know what I mean? In a a nutshell. I
1: think the the cover art and all the likeness to the song is more important. I know my music's mine. I don't copyright my music. Like, I don't pay a fee to copyright it. It's my music. You know what I'm saying? Right. The album artwork, which is where you probably make more money. Right. Because you're talking about merchandise. Right, right, right.
0: Right.
1: Is is where you want to be, like, kind of trademarked and copyrighted. Because that's the brand. That's your likeness you're going to sell on hats and shirts and all that stuff forever you know what i'm saying so you don't right. want somebody else to be able to print up a shirt
0: right with your likeness on it right.
1: work on it right and, and sell it you know so that's when you could send out uh cease and desist and all that kind of stuff you know
0: exactly yeah man um
1: and as you can see like that's the like that's the mercy right.
0: that ah it's, nice yeah,
1: yeah it's, for, for the indies, this is where you need to uh, concentrate equal attention, more, more attention than how many likes and streams you're doing. All right.
0: All right, perfect example. So we've been talking about merch. So Xavier just did a new, Xavier Keyes just did a new uh, merch drop pre-order. He sold 13 shirts yesterday at $35 a piece
1: for the shirt. You so good luck, good luck with getting a streaming check like that in the right.
0: Day. So he just made by like, him being able to go directly to his audience. Remember, he has a funnel of he has an audience of about seven thousand people in his phone right now. Seven thousand people. I see yeah, the merch. Always. Let me. Oh, you. Hope you got you got my side. If you got my side, you know, I'm a support.
1: So you know, like my man uh, Jay White told me the other day, we well, I, I always have your size. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know I got you. So we'll definitely make sure. I definitely want to support and support you, bro. Appreciate it. But um, he sold 13 shirts in a day and made about $500. So what streaming check is going to give you $500 in a day? You're not going to get it. So, so merchandising and VIP experience and things like that, because I tell this to artists all the time, your, your followers are different from your supporters. Your followers just follow you what you are trying to do is convert those followers into supporters that supporters spend
1: money that spend death. money
0: right so so selling 13 t-shirts in one day at 35 dollars a piece that's not a bad day's work right for you really just you really just curating and building relationships and give people the option to want to buy and support and so if artists understood the power of having a system you know of how to do that how to properly convert their audience either through email or through text, you know, um, that's going direct to the fans. That's going direct to the supporters. And you'll always make more money that way in the long run. This is hands down. You'll always make more money. You know, streaming is cool. And and people go, the music is free. The music is free, man. But but they invest in the relationship. Because you can get music for free all day. But people, people, if you build a right relationship with your audience, they will always invest into whatever else you got going on.
1: Right. Uh perfect story or example of that is Immortal uh, Technique. Probably ain't a house. Well, he's a household name in a lot of parts of the world, but he's not a household name here. In, in pop music culture here. Right, 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 right. right. You do know he's a cult following guy. You oh, yes, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, He made millions of dollars off of one T-shirt. mm Way more he's ever made, probably made off music. I ain't counting the Brother Pockets like that. Right, man. right, no,
0: but that's, it's- That's it's, kind of
1: a known it's, fact. Yeah. There's one t-shirt, The it say Immortal Technique with the AK-47, you see it anywhere in the world you go, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I've been to music festivals, Rock the Bells, and stuff like that, and as soon as you hit the gate, you see the merch with that shirt hanging up in every color-
0: Yeah.
1: And the line, you know, right. wrapped around the park, Trying to get one. Right. Like you said, $35, $50. And he hasn't had to change that brand. You know, I sell that shirt. He sold that shirt for 10, 15 years strong now. You know what I'm saying? So that's a career, bro.
0: Yeah. I mean again, and I think, and that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast, because, bro, you're the epitome of encouraging inspire what this podcast is all about. Because I want people to hear our conversation, understand. That like, Vet has been able to do this his way, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many artists trying to try to fit into somebody else's way, but Vet failed had to do it his way under his terms. Mm-hmm. Right? Nobody's going to dictate his terms you're not gonna come in you got to do it his way you want to work with vet it's going to be vet's way It ain't going to be nobody else's way because he's realized that i'm not chasing the fame. i'm not chasing what everybody else thinks i want the, the shiny the glisten, and the glam you don't want that i've seen right. when, vet, when vet travels like he literally means travels light. he travels literally <coughs> with a little duffel bag that's small like you, it's like a carry-on on, on, on an airplane but he does that on purpose he doesn't want to yeah. lug a whole lot of stuff around so all right,
1: right. you can you can you can get something there
0: Right, if you, need it, you know, have to right if you have to buy all right, right, exactly. So I mean, it, I mean, he he's shown me how to do the DIY tour, if I want to set it up because I've watched him do it, and how he's been able to set that up, and, and, and show people how to be successful who may not have the backing for my like a guy like my guy Dio who's going to get on this who I'm getting on this podcast as well too who has the backing of the Canadian government to mm-hmm. fund stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know. And doing things, but but that's figured out how to do it and still do it in a way where he can still keep his integrity and feel like he's doing what it is that his heart's desire. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Be having alternative options to, to where you feel like you can still be successful and don't feel like if you don't want a Grammy or if you don't win this or that, whatever it is, that you can't have a successful career. And I think that's the premise of my message. Always, always is. Is don't get caught up in that type of stuff because a lot of times that's politics, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff that you that you don't, that doesn't validate success. A lot of people right now who have Grammys that can't get work. Right. Okay. There's a lot of artists who have, there's a lot of artists who have, who have had hits on already that can't get booked for a show right now. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's reality. Like they have, or they're, they're, if they're getting booked, they're not doing big venues. They're not, and they're not commanding the dollar they once were able to command because the label change when you're on a label when you're hot like fish grease it's a you know it, you can command a different dollar but guess what eventually you will get cold it ha- it happens to everybody it's called, it happens to everybody okay Cardi there will be a time where Cardi B will not be the hottest one in the room no more and she's gonna rely on that core fan base she got and still gonna want to see her but at the, right now she's hot so she's she's taking advantage of the fact that she's hot but there come there's gonna come a time. Well, she's not as hot no more.
1: <laughs> and the label will take their hands off of her. And if she can't reproduce what they did for her on her own, then that career is over. You know what right. I'm saying? At least at that capacity. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at that, at that capacity, you know. And so you do see a lot of what looks successful because it's the hottest thing on the market. But they were just being sold while they were hot. And when the label's done, if you can't reproduce what they did to make you marketable, if if you think it's just talent that's doing it, it's not. Everybody has a song and dance,
0: right? Right. It's
1: the TikTok era. Everybody literally has a song and dance. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if um, if you can't sell yourself, and if you can't track who is buying you, yeah. When they turn their attention, how do you get it back?
0: See exactly.
1: Xavier can everybody he sold a shirt to exactly I sell them another one. Exactly. And sell another one. Exactly. And sell them pink now. I got it in turquoise. Yeah. You know, sell you another one. Oh, by the way, here's my new video. Go like and subscribe to that. Right. You know, because I can directly I take care, I have my data, and data's worth a lot of money. Now
0: oh, that is you got if you once you know the data, that's another key thing. Once you know the data of your audience. That's everything, because now you see, that's the only way you can forecast anything. If you, because before that, if you don't have any data, there's no way to forecast numbers in the space of art, right? Because art is subjective. But if you have a system that's created that has data, you can now forecast projections. You could say, okay, I have 7,000 people in my funnel. Okay? If I sell this amount of this and this and this, I forecast, I can make this in six months. You know what I mean? Could you have the data that's real, by the way? This is not mm-hmm. this is not data that that's, these are not fake people. This is not fake bots and things like that. When you have an email list? Do you have a text list of real people? If somebody gives you their phone number or their email list, they're, they're serious about wanting to at least try to build a relationship with you. The key is you don't want to sell to them immediately when they come into your world. That's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You want to build a relationship first so that they want to buy. A lot of you you know what I mean. A lot of people make that mistake too. Do not try to sell right,
1: right away. Make them ask buying questions.
0: Right. Make what them do,
1: what, what do you do? I after after I like that, like at meet them and stuff. That's how I move. I just my first question is uh it's from a book called Um Influencing People and in Win and Making Friends.
0: Right.
1: Or winning People and Making Friends. Um right. and the first thing you do, people want to talk about themselves. Yes. Always <laughs> ask them, yeah. where are you from? Yeah. You do. What did you want to be when you grew up? Right. How many siblings do you have? You let right. them talk about themselves it and you engage. Yeah. They start sharing. This is this a jewel. They'll start yeah. sharing with you so much about themselves that they have to stop and realize, wow, I just gave a lot of myself up. Let- <laughs> let me want why am i so comfortable with you and then they'll ask you questions well what do you do i'm an artist but you know blah blah blah
0: right
1: i'm not giving you that yet i want you to be intrigued to start asking buying questions
0: right
1: Uh, oh where can i find you well i got music right here
0: right
1: saying and put it back away (laughs) how much what are you are you selling that yeah they fifty dollars ain't you know whatever (laughs) people want right and they're like, "Man, you know what? You so dope. I want to I, I got to hear what the music sounds like." Right. Once you get to that point, you just need to do what you say you can do. It build yeah. fire, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And so it's the same approach to anything in life is like people put money where there's demonstrated value.
0: Yeah.
1: And so people get annoyed like you said when they feel they're being sold you like when that
0: yeah yeah that would,
1: after you selling you is like a, somebody calling your phone that you didn't give your number talking about we have life insurance exactly they're calling you and you're like yo well how do you even get my number i don't want right. to be sold right right, now.
0: right 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 nobody wants to be sold anything but what they feel like they feel when they feel there's a connection they will automatically want to support it and mm-hmm. that's just to keep i mean look diy artists independent artists you know, independent creatives, the only way you can make a living today is you have to have a micro-economy. You just do. You have, you cannot, it is, you can't survive off of not having those core, that core audience. Mm -hmm. I think that's everything. If you have that core, you know, Tori Lanez, Tory Lanez did an interview one time and he said, the reason why Tory can do what he can do is because he had the grind coming up. So he's got those diehard Tory Lane fans that still rock with him now that was there at the beginning versus somebody who just skyrocketed to the top who didn't have to grind it out. Right. And they don't have those diehard super fans that rock with you when no, you know what I mean, when you had to grind it out. So right. there, there, there is there is some there's a lot of great things, greatness that comes with being able to grind this out. Because you're going to have those people that really feel connected to you, that're really part of your audience, that's really going to want to see you win. They're going to want to do whatever they got to do to help you be successful, man. Right. So, bro, vet, bro, I, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate your time. I want to thank you for for being my guest today, man. You know, how can people find you? Uh, what can uh, they find? How can they connect with you, bro?
1: I try to keep it as simple as possible. It's veteran. I veteran. E y e um, pretty much an Instagram, YouTube, um, Bandcamp, my merch, uh, spreadshirts.com, and T public. And also, you might want to put Chief DIY, that's another Elias. ChiefDIY.com is the website, and from there, you can get linked to all my other stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, bro. You put me in. You should be able to find that. I got twenty plus years of work and go- and SEO on on Google or whatever. So uh, wherever wherever you typically go, if it's like I said, if it's Spotify, whatever, it's something there for you. Um, one thing I do want to drop is the market is changing. Okay, we're going into uh, finally because I did an album called The Blockchain Panther Fight. That's what I was touring when we toured. Yeah. And it was a little ahead of his time. What what I wanted to do was engage my art into the, the crypto exchange world
0: the, and the NFT stuff. And
1: now with, the, with the NFTs and things like that, that's where the market's going. If you're not already schooled on that, I would start doing some research because you don't want to be working in the old system. Um, and there's a lot of benefits that I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to run through. We about to bring this to a close, but do your own research on like. The NFT market, the blockchain exchange, and um, again, don't just follow. Learn something and be innovative. This is a new time. Things are changing. So the most innovative creatives are the ones that are about to secure the bags now. You know what I'm right. saying? Because Hollywood, like you said, is bleeding. Right. Um, they have to reinvent themselves. They haven't made no money in a year. There ain't been no clubs open to play your music and stuff right. like that. You know what I'm saying? No Vegas pool party. So, right. And definitely no touring. So with the NFT market, some of the media benefits is like uh, it's not really regulated. There are no rules yet like that. So um, there are art capsules. They can't be pirated. And there's no ceiling on what people can bid for the amount of creativity you're bringing to to the NFT world. You know, so I like to think of myself more so than just a musician. I'm an art dealer.
0: Yeah,
1: I like that. (laughs) I'm selling my art, and I'm selling it at the price that I value it at. Right. You know, so you don't have to sell a million records. You could sell one record, like it's a, a Picasso painting. Right. To the highest bidder. Right. And treat it like that, and then that because it's only one or one NFT, NFT or a real live painting. You know, then the bigger you continue to make your legacy, that is increasing in value. Absolutely. That art piece, you know what I'm saying? So it's a little Wu-Tang kind of did that. They were a little ahead on how they tried to do it, but those concepts, the NFT world and stuff, I just say all that to say, the game is changing. It's really great time for independent creators who can really use their imagination and not only create new art, but new marketing. Right ways of doing it ways of engagement, you know what I'm right. saying? Um, but yeah, that's, that's all. need I love the DIY creators, man. I just want to see. Oh
0: yeah, man. And that's why I said, uh, I'm going to have we come back on again and maybe we'll get into more of a, uh, more of a, how to do, you know, start yeah. maybe some surface stuff. Like, you know, we're not, like, you get paid to do this. So we don't give every, you know, we're not going to give them everything, you know, but we won't, next time we have a a part, uh, another part two, we'll bring you back and. uh, Kind of get more deeper into kind of more the how to the how to stuff yeah. that, that people can uh, people can uh, learn from. Cause like I said, man, I, you're so viable, and, and you know if, if they want to work with you, you know hit them up. You know if I've seen what this guy this guy does, he's he's been pivotal in my success globally, um, and helped me establish relationships and and. So he, he's a friend of the brother, and, and I'm so glad we could do this today, man. So uh, with that being said, guys, this has been episode 11 of the Empire and Inspired Podcast. And this is your host, Terrell Pierre. And until so next time, I'm out. Peace.